look, my palate's not, it's not very refined, right, sure. at all. We were, I was having this conversation with Aaron oh, Daly, and yeah. yeah, and new guy Kyle, right, who's also super beer nerd, and he's like, oh, I taste this, and I taste papaya, and whatever. I'm like, yeah. I don't think you could put papaya in front of me. I would put it in my <laughs> mouth and then be able to tell you that like, that's papaya. Think that's mango? Yeah. Right. <laughs> That'd be tough. I don't know. Some people have the gift, I guess. I guess. Inspired by the adventures of our nurses, therapists, and techs, A Beer with Atlas is the only healthcare-traveling, craft-beer-drinking podcast. Each week, we'll open a few beers, talk about the brewery and the style of beer, and then dive into some research curated specifically for each episode. In the end, we hope each one sounds like a conversation you'd have with your friends while enjoying a few cold ones. Welcome to another episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. I'm Brian. I'm Dolan. <laughs> he forgot where he was. He's already gotten into the beers. I'm sorry, I, I was I was into the the levels there. Turn in the, the dials, yeah. as you used to say. Uh, did you ever work at a Did you ever work at a radio station? Like when you were younger, like an actual radio station. Who has? Uh, well, me. I did. Okay. I know. Like I would have to with carts and stuff. You'd have to like plug the cart in to play commercials and stuff like that. No. There would be a sign. That would light up. That said, like if if you were or there was a bulb, it was a mm-hmm. light bulb. If there was dead air, it would the bulb would light up. Like that, would, you don't want dead air. You do not want dead air. The bulb lit up there for a second when I wish before oh, this was an actual yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's an actual thing. Okay, so I was like, who has is that a normal job people have? <laughs> did you work at the radio station in high no. school? I did in high school. This is speaking of this was thirty years ago. Speaking of dead air, I, I listen to a college radio station here. Everybody knows it, eighty nine seven. Right, if you're in the area, uh-huh. um, and this would have been like two or three years back, and I switched to the station, and there was nothing there. Mm. There was nothing there. Uh oh. Like, what the heck? And I kept switching back. There was nothing, 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 nothing. And then, like, I don't know, went inside the gas station, came back out, turned on my car, and it was there. I was like, woohoo. I uh, totally found out. Like, I was cussing the radio. I was, like, pissed off because I wanted to You listen. wanted to hear some jams. I wanted right. to hear some jams. Like, what the heck? Um, and uh turns out that they were uh, doing five minutes of silence for... <laughs> Something very awesome. Don't you feel like the asshole now? Like, yes. That sucks. <laughs> wow. I want to hear Blink-182. <laughs> no. Yep. All right. This has nothing to do with Oktoberfest, but today starts our Oktoberfest month. Yeah. Month-ish. Yeah. Month-long Oktoberfest bonanza. Yeah. I've love- already done some research on Oktoberfest beers personally at home, so well, sure, yes, I've I've hit my stride well right now. I think <laughs> uh, peak time. Uh, yeah, I've had a number from Colorado. I've had uh, Sam Adams, of course, because it comes out in like mm-hmm. July. Yes, it does normally, and so as soon as it comes out, I start drinking it and start wearing hoodies and sweaters and stuff like that. Doesn't matter what the temperature is. It's been hot until today. It was a little a little brisk. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. I like it. It's all right. Uh, so the beer today is called Drunkle Tim Munich Dunkel from mm-hmm. Boiler Brewing in Lincoln, Nebraska. Good old Drunkle Tim. Drunkle Tim. Yeah. Is that like Uncle Tim, Drunk Uncle Tim? Drunk Uncle Tim, yeah. Is he, I mean, is he really a drunk uncle? I mean, is that... Well, I mean, he's the head brewer. Yeah. And I know he has no kids of his own. Mm. So I'm guessing he's probably an uncle somewhere along the lines. Gotcha. Uh, and he, I... He looks good in a leader hosen on that can label. Yes, he does. I think last year they only had one photo of him on there. 
So they've upped the ante. Mm-hmm. I can see at least two. Is there two There's or three? three? There's three. Yeah, yeah. so they've, they've really upped oh. his presence on the, the label. So but. you're really drunk, and there's three of him. Yeah, maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm already drunk, or still. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's just one. So founded in 2015 by Tim... Do you know his last name? Is it Tom? Tom? Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. T-H-O-M-S-S-E-N. Yes. That's not a normal Thompson spelling. I don't think so. Uh, he was an established home brewer for years. Uh, he was the High Plains Home Brewer of the Year 2013, 14, 15. He was the Midwest Home Brewer of the Year in 2014 and 15. And then finally, he was the Masters Champion of Amateur Brewing Grand Champion in 2014. That's yeah. a mouthful. I, yeah. I bet that trophy is giant because it, yeah. it has to get all of that on there. It's, yeah, his his basement is pretty legit set up. Mm. Yeah, you've been there. Uh huh. Holy yeah. smokes! Well, he's in the Lincoln Loggers, the homebrew club that I'm, mm-hmm. you know, f- friendly with with my brother-in-law. He, nice. Him and my sister are really good friends with him and his wife, and oh. they go on vacations a lot together and stuff. So I know these guys pretty well. Being a big Sam Adams fan, uh-huh. this is probably the most impressive to me, and we've talked about this before. He won the uh, Brewing the American Dream. Is that what it was called? Mm-hmm. It's, oh, it's the Sam Adams Long Shot Award. Yes. Uh, in 2015 for a Raspberry Berliner Weiss. Yeah. That was like right when Boiler was getting ready to open, I think. It was right around the same time. So mm-hmm. you could go to the high V where I did and pick up the six-pack that had his picture on it. Yeah. And uh, it was cool. There's a picture of him and what's the guy's name? Sam, and uh, and uh, oh, the the founder of Sam Adams. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, what's his Koch. What's his last name? Jim Cook. That's it. Took me a second there. There's a good picture of those two guys together. And I'll tell you why because this is great. This yeah. this Dunkel is really good. Yeah, it's seems thicker. Kind of like mouthfeel like usually yeah. kind of thinnish like a like a brown. This almost has got like a porter feel, and mm. it's very roasty and just delicious overall. It's super good. Hmm. I yeah. could drink a lot of this. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think you get a big old stein, and mm-hmm. it's great. 5%, yeah. right? I mean, it's not that much. 5.2, maybe? It might be. Somewhere in there. Here's what I know. My research tells me they have to be between 45 and 6%. So 5.6. Can't be too strong. No, that's not. 5.6 isn't that bad. It's like this. You got your Marzins. Mm-hmm. Then you got your Dunkles. Then you got your Doppelbox as far as ABV goes. Mm. Boop, boop, boop. So we're in the middle okay. of those traditional Oktoberfest styles of beer. I wanted to know more about a Munich Dunkel in particular. Mm. So I, I looked up a little bit about okay. that. You want, you want to talk yeah. about that first? Yeah, go ahead. And then I got some fun information about Tim himself outside of brewing, which I think is fascinating. Is it about motorcycle racing? Yes. Yes, okay. Holy smokes, this guy's crazy awesome, yeah. man. Okay, yeah. anyway, Munich Dunkels. A Munich Dunkel is a malty beer, yes. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we got right yeah. now. Now, that's not something to be scared of, right? No. It's a, it's doesn't mean dark or or black Super or strong, right? Bitter. Strong bitter that features a deep, complex, rich Munich malt flavor. I would agree. Mm. They are there are bready, toasty flavors that often seem like toasted bread uh, crusts or bread crumbs, like you would use in a. Uh, turkey a dressing type yeah. of thing, right? The crusty bread. Yeah, like that a, you... almost like a crouton. Yeah, kind of like mm-hmm. that. Yet, the beer isn't sugary sweet. You simply couldn't drink these beers a liter at a time if they were. The bitterness is on the low side, and the malt is emphasized. So that's, I think, why you get the color that you get, and then that it kind of tamps down that sweetness. 
the sugary flavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will have flavors of chocolate, nuts, caramel, and toffee, but without sweetness, harshness, roastedness, or astringent flavors. Yeah, bitter. You don't want none of that astringency. No. Mm. This one's really delicious. Mm. I gotta say. I like it a lot. It, like you said, Munich Dunkel has around a 5% ABV, plus or minus. Uh, it, should ha- it shouldn't have a Bach warming feel to it. It should be a beer that you could drink a ton of. Yeah. And that one was right. A hundred percent. Yeah, you can drink a lot of this. A lot. So, whew. good, fantastic. I, I, I just didn't know. I didn't understand what that was. Especially maybe two or three years ago, I didn't understand what it was. Let me dump a couple of more nuggets on your palate here. Awesome. Original style of Bavarian beer that was being made around the time, and I had to write this phonetically so I can say it. Sweet. The Ryan Heistgebot. Right? Mm. We've talked about that before. Yes. Purity. So, so that was the purity law. Yeah. You can only have those three things, right? Mm-hmm. So that was in 1516. So this was like the popular style of beer at the time. So it's kind of like the OG. It's grandfathered into the thing, right? Sweet. So this is one of the standard beers you'll see. Um, malty. We talked about that. Oh. This is something I, hopefully I'll pronounce it right, decoction mashing. So this is another process. It's like an extra step they do. Mm. So you take out, you boil some of the grains. Once it's been done, you boil them again, return it to the mash, and it raises the temperature, breaks down those cells, and you get more of the starch, basically. Oh. So you get more of the, the thickness, the, plo- the profile of the, mm-hmm. the grain without the extra sweetness because that's kind of boiled out. So it's like a thing that they used to do before there was a thermometer. That's how old this technique is. So they couldn't exactly tell what their boiling point or whatever <laughs> right. the recipe called for. So they would do this thing to like pump it up, and and that was their step that they did. Oh. And some people still do it, hmm. uh, but now everybody's like, okay, I, we can see it's in Celsius, this degrees, whatever. So right. don't necessarily need to do it. It helps lower the bitterness because if you didn't, on a lot of these, you could be just drinking, you know, coffee, almost like that sort of, right. which wouldn't be great. That wouldn't be no. Um, it wouldn't be the same experience. The lighter color lagers show up in the 1800s. So for about 350 years, this is what you were getting. This is Oktoberfest beer. This is just beer in general, right? Fine. So it wasn't until like some refrigeration or ice techniques where storage was the thing uh, that the beers could, you know, be kept a little longer and they didn't have to be so dark. Mm -hmm. Um, Some popular dunkles that we see in the marketplace, because it's not a... It's not something that a lot of people are brewing. Um, so a lot of them are just like either German traditional style places, which we've talked mm-hmm. about, or like imports. So right, right. Spaten is one that has one. Mm-hmm. Lowenbrau, that's a college name for you probably. Yeah. Uh, Polliner and mm. Eyinger, mm. which makes some of the best ones in the world. So All if you're above. at the store and you want to try a Dunkel that maybe your brewery doesn't have down mm-hmm. the street, that, those are some that you might want to try to pick up i think if you've ever ever picked up an oktoberfest and you enjoy it like you're like okay i would order another one of those somewhere Mm -hmm. this is not a stretch this is right there it's just got a little bit more going on oh yeah it's almost biscuity Mm. it's just real bready but there's a little sweetness tiny bit yep not much it reminds me of and this is going in the way back machine again when you would go like to a like a steakhouse or uh a nice sit-down place uh-huh. that would serve steaks, right? Yeah. 
and you would get the bread before the meal. And the sometimes, dark bread. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you would get that dark bread. Yeah. And it was uh, warm yeah. still. Mm-hmm. And oh boy. with the old school steak knife you cut yeah. the bread with and put the butter on. And it was like jammed into this thing, uh-huh. you know, into the, oh, yeah. the, the, the when they would bring it to you. You felt like it was Excalibur. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Hell yeah. Or even He-Man. <laughs> have you ever done this, Dolan? Have you ever? Yes. Oh, you I know about the dark this. bread? I do know about the dark bread. Um, we used to go to the uh, uh, culinary school up at Metro and eat there a ton. And they do that sometimes. If sometimes. you're lucky. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. And they'll have like, you know, the five different types of breads. And then mm-hmm. yeah. the butter everybody that wants you can... that dark one. That's the one you yeah. got to hide yep. that. Keep it away from everybody else. You'd be surprised though. I think there's a lot of people in my family that don't want that. Well, get like, scared because it's dark. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah pass it down. Try it. Just mm. try as long as it's not, uh, what's the pumpernickel? Oh yeah, I'm not a fan of that one. Not a huge fan of that. That was my yeah. grandpa's favorite. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's, that's an acquired taste. It's like as you get older. Why are we talking about being old in this? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't. Like beer's old. Maybe the style. Uh, as you get older, you you appreciate different foods like blue cheese. Oh, I I love blue cheese. Oh, say I'm oh. not that old yet. I no, I was a blue I, cheese over ranch fan forever when it came really? to wings. Yeah, oh. I'm just now getting into the blue cheese thing. Maybe mm. because you know I'm over 45. Are we talking so. the dry crumble or are we talking liquid? Both. Oh boy, Whoa. I'll eat the dry crumble by it, like out of Is the it eating it out of yeah. yeah I like love popcorn. that. Interesting. Let's hear uh, let's hear some Tim trivia. Okay, this is fun. I we've had some interesting characters before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we had a dude that was a prince that was yeah. on The Bachelor. We've yeah. got a was profession- he in Florida? Is that where was, he was? He was a yeah. Florida guy. We had a yeah. professional skateboarder that started. You yeah. know, there's all kinds of crazy guys come from everywhere to brew beer, uh-huh. right? So Tim. Uh, was heavily involved in motorsports, drag racing, motorcycles. He participated in the uh, land speed racing at the Bonneville Flats. Yes. Okay, first of all, that sounds dangerous as hell. Yeah. But cool. You go fast. <sighs> land speed racing? So that's like that's like concrete in motorcycles, it's right? Like, usually it's like, e- f- like flat, like out yeah. in the sand dunes. Oh, yeah. okay. So it's usually like kind of packed down ground, but it's... Just wide open. Wide open. Whoa. Like you so, see it a lot in commercials, like yep. car okay. commercials and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right. Tim is one of a small group of people that have covered a quarter mile in under seven seconds at 200 miles per hour. On a hour. motorcycle. On a motorcycle. And 200 these, miles per hour. And these motorcycles is like the size of this table. Like it's not like a little. It's balanced and stuff, right? So you're just like. Dude, and then, it's <laughs> legit. Like yeah. if it tipped over, you couldn't pick it up. That's crazy. I don't even know how they... Wow. He's a big dude. Like, he's pretty tall and stuff. He's got big shoulders. You'd have to be just to hold oh, that just thing. to hold this thing up. I mean, it's like it's like five Harleys tied together is what it looks wow. like. Jeez. It's legit. He's also a lifetime member of the Bonneville 200 mile per hour, per hour club established by establishing a land speed record of 231 miles per hour driving a Ford Flathead powered streamliner. The record stood for 20 years. Yeah, he had the re- record for a long time. 20 years. Yeah. In his basement. So when you come down from his house, he lives just outside of town. You go downstairs, and I think it's off to the left. He has like a cool bar with a lot of his own taps, at least back then he did. Sure. Um, and then he's got two of those motorcycles. <laughs> like In his basement. In the basement. 
I th- from what I remember, they're stationed there. They're like welded in place so mm-hmm. they don't tip over and kill you. Yeah. And I think if I remember, it was a hazy day. Uh, I think there's a pinball machine in the middle. I wonder why. Why was it? Well, hazy? it was a homebrew yeah. party. Ah. <laughs> and everybody brought their you know wares, and then mm-hmm. everybody brings out the bottles that you can't get, and it's of just a big dick show. Like yeah. who's got the bigger one? <laughs> <laughs> and I was a happy recipient of that sure. event. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he had those two big motorcycles. He had a cool bar. He was showing us all the stuff. He had a sour that had been sitting there for like five years. Has this huge like cap on it. Which is like, like almost like foam cap it was just because he hadn't touched it and it was like you know doing its thing. Yeah, and he would just like cut it off every once in a while and yeah, it was just no way. Sat there and yeah, he had beers everywhere. Tap. Yeah, it was yeah right when Boiler was just getting ready to start. Uh, professionally, you have any information on that? No, no. Okay, that was... so he used to. I don't know if he was owner or CEO, or I know he worked there for sure. There's this metal fabricating company in Lincoln called TMCO, which was Timco is what everybody called it. So they would do like, if you made any sort of metal products and needed it painted, like powder coating, okay, they would do that. They were the first place in Lincoln that I knew that would like laser cut stuff. So if you wanted a sign made out of a sheet of steel and you know, you wanted to say a uh, wino Wednesday, mm-hmm. you type it in the computer and it would burn it out and here you go. Like they did that. Started in like one Quonset building, grew out to be like this multi-million dollar company. Wow. I don't know if he sold it or he just retired. He made enough money that he's like, okay, now I can brew for, for this is what I want to do now. Nice. So he did that forever. Um, and then Boiler started up and he's there all the time. Hmm. One of the nicest guys you'll meet. I mean, it's like, you know, most brewery owners are, right. are that way, but mm-hmm. he's, he's like an extra level of that. Uh, just wants to make sure everybody's having a good time in the in the place. Yep. Um, he had a thing for a while where they might still do it, but it was I don't remember what the cost was, but you could go down and brew a beer with them. Okay. Like you and I could. Yeah. So we got for my cousin for her 40th birthday. They some of her friends pitched in and did a, a beer brew, and we got like a it was like a it was a pink beer. Oh. So it was like hibiscus, Himalayan sea salt. It was a goza. Okay. Um, one of those like mimosa gozas that they have that yeah, you gotta keep upside super down. Thick. Yeah, yeah. It was called I think it was like Kimmy Good Times. I think because my cousin's <laughs> name's Kim. But we had a big party down there and a beer release, and it was so much fun. And like they don't have to do that; they don't need that. Right. It's more of an event or an you know, experience that you can do, and uh, a lot of fun. They have the main tap room downtown, and then they've expanded down south of Lincoln. Mm-hmm. So down on the other side, there's another tap room, which is a lot of fun. Um, rotating through all the times, lots of different kinds of beer. They're kind of known for their stouts. They have a subscription club, like a lot of breweries do, where you pay X bucks and you right. get, you know, choice of bottles or first chance to buy extra bottles and that sort of thing. So nice. I think Aaron Daly is a member of that. Oh, he's definitely going at least once a month. He'd be like, Hey, I'm going to boiler tonight to get the bottles or whatever. Yeah. You want something? And we go look at the, uh, at the menu and then, yeah, bring me whatever back. And yep. And he'd, he'll so. do it. Boiler's one of those places in Lincoln if... And Lincoln has a lot of great breweries. There's a lot of great places there. This might be my favorite. And just because it, it does have that sort of fun... Fun in a... Uh, not in like a goofy way. But fun is like everybody's welcome kind of way atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Two... Th- oh, gosh. Three years ago, my, my wife's uncle and I went down to... Uh, 
to Lincoln to watch the Jayhawks play the Huskers in basketball. Oh, basketball, yep. yeah. Jayhawks almost lost that game, which was it was ridiculous. Anyway, fantastic game to go watch. So we start walking, and I'm like, "Hey, Boilers around here? Let's go down there." So we walked from you know down. It's within walking distance of where mm-hmm. of uh, Paymarket. Yep. And I go to the bathroom. He sits down at the bar, and I come back, and he, so he's probably he's pushing seventies in his seventies. Uh, he's sitting next to a girl at the bar. She has purple hair. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's drinking something. He's drinking the darkest beer I think I've ever seen him drink ever because yeah. he's a Bud Light dude. Sure, all the time. I know if he comes over, I have to have that. And I'm like, Ron, what do you got there? He's like, she told me about this beer and it has coffee in it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, we gotta go, man. I mean, yeah. this we, one beer. We're gonna have one. Yeah. We ended up having three. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And that's fine. It was awesome. It yeah. was so fun. But we sat next to these people. We talked to them. We had nothing in common with them whatsoever. Talked to him all night. It was fantastic. The hottest beer I've ever had in my life was at Boiler. Hot, like like spice. Spice. Yeah. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. It was a like a habanero stout, mm. but it was like I mean I've had ghost pepper beers before. Right. And this habanero one was so hot. I went. This was we were pre gaming for a Husker game. Me and my father in law. We got one. Mm-hmm. We're like let's split it. We had to buy two more stouts just to cut it. <laughs> we just kept pouring more stout into this one because it was so hot. We were like it's so good we can't not drink it. Wow. But. It was so hot. Oh, my God, it was hot. It was, yeah, you would have loved it. One last thing about Tim. If you are lucky enough to go someplace with him. Okay. Um, last time I was saw him and with him was in Des Moines. Every brewery you go to, they know him. Like, all the brewers around oh. here. Like, you walk in, he's like a celebrity. Right. Like, the other brewers are like, oh, hey. And so he'll get, like, things that aren't quite out yet or, yeah. you know, a lot of shaking hands and slapping backs, that sort of thing. Oh. Like, he's just a great beer ambassador you uh you get a lot like there you go there you go a lot like uh scott strain yes yeah like that 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 sort of thing uh, ironically there's an old wives tale that scott was integral into helping tim out could be the, maybe could never be know. but yeah that's that that's my experience with scott is you go someplace with you go to a brewery or a beer fest with scott uh-huh and he knows Everyone and everyone knows him. Yep. And whatever you want is on tap. Uh-huh. Yeah. Come on in back. Try out this uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah, it's nice. Dan from Kincader, same thing. There's some <laughs> there's some Nebraska legends. My father-in-law was just telling me last weekend he went down to the Husker game and they went to Kincader <laughs> tap room and Dan was there. And Dan was and there. And he know he, he like recognizes my father-in-law. Mm. And I was like, why would he know you? He's like, I don't know. He he's one of the I think he's one of those guys that never forgets a face or a name, no matter how many people he's met. Yeah. Because he remembered me. I ran in where did I run into him? We were at oh, it was up up the street here at, at uh Tap House. Mm-hmm. And I ran into him again, and this was probably two years after Benson Beer Fest. He's like, "Hey, Scott's friend, whatever." Mm-hmm. Like he knew enough to remember that he'd met you before. This yeah. ugly mug, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's, I guess there's a few of those out there. That's weird how people people do that. Because for me, it's like I recognize people, and if it's mm. been over like a certain amount of time, I just pretend I don't know that. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah. We yeah. met, and the thing about I guess for Dan is like. We met the first time I met him was with my father in law. We were in Broken Bow at the brewery. Oh, okay. And then we see him again. I think it was in the tap room, maybe in Grand Island or Hastings, one of those places. Okay. And then now in Lincoln downtown by the stadium. That's where we know him from now. So, yeah. Nice. Crazy. All right, Marzen. Let's do this. 
traditionally brewed in March with more hops because I had to make it through the summertime. Right. Right. So it's doing its thing and added hops just to get through there. A little bit more malt too. Mm -hmm. So stronger in color and in ABV than the lager, but not as not as strong and darker as color as what we just had. This is definitely a lighter color. Um, it was, and this was crazy to me, illegal to brew it. Only You could only brew it from April 23rd, right? Yep. To September 29th. That was the time you could not brew it because it wouldn't be like in, in season or whatever. So any other time you could do it. But those summer months, you could not brew the beer. At all. Yeah. It was like forbidden. So you were like brewing it in your basement. Yeah, maybe, I guess. (laughs) And drinking it there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe. So this says, this should be sweeter than what we had before. Okay. Less hoppy. Now, currently in Germany, this is rare. You don't, this, you're not going to find Marzen's too often. Why? I don't know. It's just the taste change. You know, like probably like here where we're, everything's a juicy IPA or fruited sour. Mm, Smells good though. Yes. I, it smells fantastic. The color is the color's beautiful. I mean, that's... Ooh, yeah. There's a little sweetness there. Well, I yeah. I, I got it on my nose. Mm. <laughs> you got to drink it. Mm. She got a picture of that. Should have. Should have. Would have, could have. Oh, my goodness. All right. So this place, um, this is their, called their Fest Beer, B-I-E-R, the you know traditional spelling. Yep. And you can buy... Um, Kind of like what I'm drinking out of. This is my Surly Fest one, mm-hmm. but they have their own Oktoberfest mug. Okay, and it's five fifty for and, the mug. Yeah, and then you get your first pour for free. Fantastic. And then you bring it back anytime you want. It's a dollar off the Oktoberfest oh. when you fill it, which is kind of a pretty good deal. Yeah. Um, I want to list a couple other beers of theirs. This is the one that we've talked about a few times where they're. Also kind of a metal brewery. And in Nebraska, yep. we've done one of their beers, I think, before. Um, which the black. was a famous golfer, Sour oh, with a tea. that's right. Remember that one? Yes. Um, which was unfair because I don't think that was representative of who they are. I, ne- necessarily. Uh, here's the other ones I wrote down. Everything Has Eyes, which is their like New England style IPA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gaze of the Basilisk, mm-hmm. which was their black lager, which is delicious. Mm. Uh, and then Laser Quest 2.0. An ale with hibiscus, so it's pinkish and rosy. Is this a throwback to their uh, to their roots of the tap room where they were? weren't they a laser tag? They were place, right? Yeah, and they, they still have the carpet, the carpet and the wall paintings. Yes, yes. And that's the research I did today. That's I, laser tag. I did laser tag research. Oh, today. you did for real? Yeah. Huh. Oh, sh- so we're gonna learn about a little bit of laser Woo-hoo. tag. So All let right. me uh, let me tell you about laser tag. Hmm. First time it was really played was in 1984. So this is pretty new. I was 10. The first iteration of it was a toy. And it, w- it had like light and uh, mirror sensors. Mm-hmm. So like it would shoot out a laser beam and then it would reflect off something and else that was their thing. That, okay. And that was in 77, I think. Yeah, 77. Oh my gosh. Star Trek. Electronic phaser gun. Really? So in 77, that was the first... Use of this technology predates playing laser tag. Oh. So they made these toys for kids. Okay. You know, you could phase whatever you're going to do, and, yeah. and then here we go, laser tag. This guy named George Carter III, don't forget the third, mm. he has this idea in like 82, he's like, what if I built this thing, a system that would keep track of the points? Okay. 
and I could build like a course inside and it would just keep track and you'd know what your score was. I want to try to build that. And that's what he did. And he was in like Dallas, Texas area around that time. Okay. So he started working on it because he was watching Star Trek in the 70s oh. and saw the the gun thing, whatever they call them, phasers mm-hmm. or phasers, whatever. Phasers, yeah. And he was like, what if we could do something with that? So then he, he, kind of his job was in this realm, like early computer stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 1984, he opens the first place. It was called Photon Center. Photon. And that was in Dallas, Texas. Okay. So March 28th, 84, technically laser tag, right? Okay. Um, in 1986, Photon Toys and also Laser Tag Toys, so they kind of joined the names, were made from this company called Worlds of Wonder. You ever heard of them? Yes. What do they make? Do you know? No. No idea. Teddy Ruxpin. No. And the Nintendo Gaming System. They were the huh. they were like, like the American. They licensed Nintendo from the from the Japanese. Yeah, and they and they were like a producer of the components of the game itself. Wow. Huh. And that was in Texas in the 80s, right? So then uh, eh, bad business things happen, you know. Mm. They invest in some things that weren't great. Mm. They go belly up, yeah. 88, 89. Also didn't help that there was a high profile. I remember as a kid, there was a story about these kids were playing laser tag and the police pulled up and shot somebody. Because they thought they were real guns. Do you remember this in the eighties? It was oh. like an urban legend. Well, we had them. You had the one with the chest uh, yeah. piece. Yeah, but it wasn't like the laser-looking guns. It was like the forty-four look- Magnum-looking guns. Oh, okay. I was, oh, yeah. Jesus. And like it would actually like it would make the oh, sound geez. and stuff. Yeah, it, they looked pretty <laughs> You're real. Like, okay, maybe they did shoot them. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not surprised. But they were the knockoffs. It wasn't like the cool laser tag like laser ones. Sure, it was the ones my parents could afford that you buy at KB Toys. Okay. Well, yeah, so that that happened, and then other people just kind of got sour on the idea. So laser tag started in the mid-'80s, and it only lasted until, like, the late-'80s for a while. And then it came back. Had, a, like, a resurgence, right? And they oh, opened yeah. these big mega places. I think it's still around. Mm. You can do it. Like, you can go find a place in Omaha to do oh, it. Oh, yeah, there's there's a few places. But it's in not Omaha. like it was. Like, for a while there, it was, like, kind of the thing to do as a teenager yeah. to on a Friday night or whatever. We've actually done it as a company outing before. Yeah. Right? There's a place hmm. called The Mark in Elmore. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 There. I think I dominated Dolan pretty good. Uh, I don't think so. I'm pretty Ooh. sure I won every game I was a part of. <sighs> well, I am amazing. I don't know. We'll have to check the tapes <laughs> on that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's my German tie-in. Okay. Laser tag and paintball was illegal until very recently in Germany. In Germany? Uh, what? They had a school shooting. A singular, like one, one in 2009, and they're like, nah, no more of this. Wow. You can't do paintball, you can't do laser tag. And it wasn't until like last year that they were allowing those really? things to reopen. Really? I love paintball. Mm. Like, it's one of my favorite things to do. I, mean, I do dig some paintball. I've never, never done it. I've been oh. hit with paintballs before, but mm. I've never actually been on a paintball course. It's okay. So, being hit. By a paintball when you're not paintballing hurts ten times worse than mm. when you're actually paintballing. Yeah. True. I feel like it's like an adrenaline thing because like oh yeah, you're out there paintballing. You get hit with a paintball and you're like, darn, you Dang know, it. I'm out. I'm out. I gotta right. put my hand up. I'm out. Yep. Your stupid cousin Jim shoots you with a <laughs> paintball. You're like, yeah. he got lucky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know how that goes. Mm-hmm. You learn all the tricks. You could dry fire. So you, <laughs> so someone thinks that you're shooting and then you actually shoot. Then yes. you shoot them. Yeah, yes. because paintballs are expensive. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, what a trick for sure. And yeah. you gotta go to the places that don't like 
they allow full power air. Yeah. Because some of the places like like CJ's and in, in Lincoln, like they give you like half air, mm. so your paintball like lobs. Just was like. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes it doesn't mm. break on the person, oh, and you're like, boy. "What is this?" It's a funny this... uh, old medical solutions story from back in the day. Mm. Okay, so that's when me, Steve Seitner, Kurt Chase, Steve Ryan. Uh, uh, Rachel Christensen, we were all at Medical Solutions yeah. back in the day. And there was an indoor place uh, over off of like 90th and Maple. And it was small. It wasn't very big, but it was indoors, kind of downstairs. And we were playing like speed rounds. And, oh. and they would let us have two guns at one time. <laughs> and so Seidner comes out with two guns. Oh, boy. And he just unloads on Rachel Christensen. Like desperado, yeah. And Rachel Christensen's not, I mean, she's, she's a smaller girl. Uh-huh. But she could hold her own on a paintball course. She was, and she was out in the open. And Seidner's just bam, bam, double barrel unloading yeah. her. And he stops and she goes, I was out. Just as loud as she could, yeah. and like everybody stopped. Oh, and then everybody stood up, and then and the Seitner just unloaded on all the rest. On everybody, of them. yeah. Wow, he's cold blooded. Yeah. Cold blooded. <laughs> he's such a nice guy. He I never expected. I was out. He's out for blood on the course. <laughs> yep. Watch out for Seitner. Let's read the can. Every year in late September and early October, which is where we're at, right. over 6 million people make their way to the German city of Munich to celebrate Oktoberfest. This lager, ugh, this lager is Cosmic Eye's tribute to the largest beer festival on earth, Prost. Prost. Lederhosen, not required. Mm. Although, Tim's wearing them. Tim would wear it, So right? he says uh, it is required. Hell, I would wear it. That's their little message. And then the rest mm. of it is kind of like, you know, do but, this. We, we make beer for things that we want to drink and blah, blah, blah. This is the brewery that has um, a crafting center. So you it's like yes. a heavy metal bar. And then also they have a place for kids to go do crafts, <laughs> which is like whatever, right? Um, the guy... I mean, um, that is pretty metal. Like you think is, about it, it's pretty right? metal. It is kind of. It like comes out on the other side and it yeah. is... Yeah. I can't remember what the, the guy's name is off the top of my head now, but it, his wife and co-owner and bartender, she goes by Wolf Mama. Ooh, so they have cool. a beer that is like Curse of the Wolf Mama or something like nice. that. So all their beers are kind of in that that vein, um, like horror movies, metal, heavy metal song stuff. Hmm. They are show. They have there's like a heavy metal concert and beer fest. I think it's like in Pennsylvania or somewhere. Okay, and they're like one of the big brewers at that place. Like they're they're pumping it up right now on Facebook. Like, wow. like who's who's got tickets to come out to the metal beer fest you're like okay okay i mean that's sure go for it i this is someplace i need to take my son because so maddox is 12 uh and i was telling aaron daly super judged me the other day this was last week he's like hey what are you gonna do this weekend or whatever it was on friday what are you gonna do this weekend i'm like i don't know my wife's out of town so it's just me and the boy yeah and uh so i asked him i'm like hey what do you want to do and he's like storm chasers in town we're gonna watch some baseball i'm like nah they won't be in town till next week he's like uh you want to go cross train I'm like, Maddox, you're 12. You're not going to, we're not, you, I don't think you can ask me if we can go to a brewery. Like, well, yeah. but he loves going there. Like, yeah. he, this is someplace I should take him. If there's like a, yeah, he would love that. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun spot and it is legit an old laser tag place. So it's a really big building. Yep. Um, they have food trucks like almost every weekend, I think. Um, they're one of those places where I'm pretty sure you can just bring stuff in. Um, one of the, my favorite things about this place, whenever they get, We've done, you know, Yelp reviews or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. When they get a really bad one, 
they make t-shirts of it and it's the staff shirt so they'll like they'll like yeah, say oh yeah okay cool thank you for the half star review now it's our shirt that is metal that is so metal <laughs> man and that's what they that's what they do but they've been open for a couple years now and they're over if you're familiar in lincoln of, of east park they're over by east park mall where it used to be east park mall yeah back I- there ironically this friday i have to go to lincoln because I'm buying a, I, I'm buying something off Facebook Marketplace from a dude in Lincoln, oh. an old Nirvana uh, concert poster. Oh, nice! Which may or may hmm. not be real. I'm going to spend forty bucks. If it's real, fantastic. If it's not, it's, it's it's still cool. It's only forty bucks. Who cares? Yeah. But it's it's over by East Park Mall, so we may there stop you go. by here. You should so, yeah. Get one of these on tap. I, oh my gosh, I like this beer a lot. Yeah, me too. A lot. That's oof. I I am so happy you brought this in. Both of them, I think both of them, yeah, they're, in, they're in their good. own way. Yeah, well, very different, obviously, because they're different styles and whatnot. But uh, you can you can definitely go get these on tap both places. You can uh, get the crowler to go at Boiler. If you go to the South Boiler location, they have them already pre-filled. I think they do that still in, in the downtown too. But um, yeah, just a just a all around good beer. My father-in-law really likes the Drunkle Tim. He likes these dark style German beers. Oh, I could definitely see why, right? I might, I definitely see why. So that's, right. that's my research. TripAdvisor. Okay. I only did it for uh, for Boiler. Okay. Because I wasn't sure. I didn't know if this was bonus beer, or if Cosmic Eye was bonus beer, or what. Mm-hmm. I think we just make it a Lincoln thing. All right. So we'll just do we'll just do Boiler. Okay. And I thought this one was fun because it says not your typical microbrew. Four point five out of five on forty seven reviews. Okay. This was a five-star review. Boiler Brewing is always a favorite. Their brewers are not afraid to get a little creative. We like the beer we had at the taproom so much, we bought two crowlers of other beer to try at home. The You Got Peanut Butter in My, my chocolate, chocolate Stout yeah, that was exceptional. Good. Yeah, that and was I, good. I believe I've had that. You might have. Kudos to the staff for doing a great job of being attentive in restrictive COVID guideline fashion. They always have more servers than you think they're going to need. Like when you walk in, they're like, all these people are working? But it makes a difference, especially on a busy day. You don't have sure. to wait for a beer. Yep. I was at uh, someplace uh, recently, and we had to wait uh, forever. There was one person working. And I was just like, come, come on. on. It's a Saturday. There should be more than one person here. Yeah. That was not great. So you, you're not going to usually run into that down there. I have I have decided that I'm just going to, whatever what I believe should be the wait time, I'm going to double that just based on the world we live in. Nowadays, right now. yeah. So you Just be yeah. happy they're open. Right. Yeah. One of my favorite pizza yep. places I saw the other day. They're like, "We're closed Monday through Friday now." <sighs> oh, okay. Can't get staff. Fantastic. Well, I guess get pizza on Saturday. All right, untapped. Let's do Drunkle Tim first. I've checked into it. You have one time. Mm-hmm. Was it last year? Only it was last year. Yeah. yeah. Only six hundred and seven check-ins. So not many. I'm I mean, it's a seasonal. They giving it a four two five right away. That, I love this one a lot. Yeah, yeah. I do um, four and a half on it. I think it's a that's a so yeah. yeah. I think it's gonna be three point eight eight. That's what I think it's going to be. I was gonna go three eight nine. Oh, okay. You're gonna be so upset. Three point eight six. <sighs> You're both right there. Both right there. Ah, you price is right. At but me. but right there though. I mean, yeah. that's well, you would you would you would have got the. Ding 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 ding. Yeah, you would have. <laughs> yeah. So I, sweet. I looked up the Cosmic Guy beer too because I didn't do that one. Uh-huh. But I looked this one up. So you have. Well, let's see. It was no, it was not you. Friend of the show, Justin has checked this in. He said, "Prost, y'all." Three point seven five. I don't on that think one. I've checked so, this one in. I don't think I've had it before. No, 
uh, 337 check-ins. That's so a lot smaller. Two regional beers, Whoa. obviously, but available in cans. Yes. So, I mean, you know, at least the the, the Cosmic Guy. I don't know yeah. about Drunkleton. Nope. I mean, that was a crowler we Just bought Just a there. crowler, yep. Uh, 337 check-ins. Where do you think we land on this one? You're, I mean, you're deliberate, first, right? You're deliberate about what you're looking yeah. for. I'm going, I'm going three eight two. I'm gonna go three point seven nine. Three point seven two. Oh. Well, but close, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's a extra drinkable. I'll buy it again. Rating. I am going to High V tonight to get groceries, yeah. and I will buy a six pack of this. This is a four seven five for me all day long. Whoa. I nice. like this a lot, and it's wow. six point one. Yeah. Not bad. Hmm. Yes. Not too shabby. That's metal right there for a German. <laughs> Pump it up on the Mars and six point, Come on, 6.1. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. I mean, 6.2. We're talking IPAs, right? I mean, we're in IPA land. Yes, you are. Yeah. Yep. So, all right. Next week, more Oktoberfest fun. I'm going to talk about the German purity law a little bit. Oh, okay. We the got one any... I had a hard had a hard time saying. Ryan, I actually Ryan Heitzgisbert. Ryan Heitzgisbert. I actually listened to the pronunciation on Google just to get it, I and spelled that's even it not phonetically, even close. and I couldn't get it right. So. Ryan Heitz G E Gebot Gebot B O U T Gebot Ryan Heitzgebot. I would be a terrible German. I apologize if oh, there's yeah. any Germans listening. Anyway, we're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to have another. We are going to have a traditional German Marzen. Yep. That's brewed in Denver, Colorado. Yes. Whoa. Figure, figure that one out next week on the show. Until then, we're not going anywhere for a while. Let's have another beer. Thank you for listening to A Beer with Atlas. Special thanks to our brand team for producing the show. Each episode of A Beer with Atlas is powered by Atlas Medstaff an industry leader in travel healthcare staffing.